want to thank you for being here this morning. Uh, I don't know if y'all had heard or not, but uh, Jerry Bowen was put in the hospital. He's out of the hospital now, but he had contracted uh, pneumonia in, 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 I think, his right lung. But he's back home now. So let's keep Jerry and Linda and them in prayer and uh, pray for Jerry's full recovery. And we got uh, several people that are gone, uh, camping and different things. So keep them in prayer that they will have, you know, a good and enjoyable time out there. And uh, as most of you know, you've been hearing it on the news, that out west here that they're having some great, huge fires. Out here in Eastland, they're already saying that it has burned somewhere between, somewhere around 45,000 acres. And it has burned a bunch of homes, businesses, and everything else. So I'm going to ask the church, we're going to cut a check for, for $100 and give to the Ranger Fire Department who's taking care and handling things. These people are needing a lot of stuff right now in just the way of fighting the fires and just different things that they have lost. And many people are donating. So if anybody would like to also donate, We'll be glad to send the money. Uh, I think April will probably carry it when, when they go to Abilene. And, uh, but uh, it is uh, money well spent because of, of just the needs of the people out there. I know $100 doesn't sound like much, but if you get enough $100 in there, then it mounts up. And uh, they say they've got plenty of clothes and things like that. They do not need clothes, but they just need so much other stuff. And, uh, and the Ranger Fire Department is going to kind of kind of help oversee and help Eastland out there with the things that they need. They're already just a few miles apart. And uh, so if anybody would like to donate, I know they would love to have it. If you can't, that's understandable too in these days and times as hard as things are. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, we just need to help people when we can. That's just that's, that's really part of being a Christian is to help one another. And uh, but today I want to bring you a message. Uh, you know we got a lot of trying times going on today, and we have things going on in our lives. Thing. And like, like I said Wednesday night, we have an enemy out here that's doing his best to destroy the work of God. Among God's people, some of the things that you're going through, the devil knows exactly what will tempt you. He knows everything about you. He knows the places that you go, the things that you do. And uh, what I, and the title of my message today is is removing the pain of guilt. Sin in our life and the things that we do that are not pleasing to God can cause a lot of guilt, can cause a lot of pain. And uh, and the Bible says that we are a guilty people before a holy God. Well, where does it say that? Romans 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. We've all sinned. We've done things we wish we hadn't have done. And uh, every one of us, we need God's forgiveness and His grace in our life. Every one of us. You know, and as I was studying on this, this is, just, this is going to come out of Psalm 32. 32, Psalm 32 is a psalm that David himself wrote. This is after his sin with Bathsheba. Now David had great guilt about what he had done, and he had a lot of sin in his life. And uh, he knew what it felt like to have guilt and sin in his life. And David goes <coughs> excuse me. David goes through a lot of guilt. He goes through a number of things that a lot of people have gone through and many people are going through now. And why did David have to go through it? First of all, he had committed a great deal, I mean a great sin which brought guilt upon him. He knew that he was wrong. And you know, Psalms 32 and Psalms 51 kind of go together. They were both written by David, and they were both written about David's sin with Bathsheba and the things that took place. This Psalms 32 is more or less of what David did, how he, how God forgave him of his sin, took away his guilt, I tell you what, guilt can cause a lot of pain, a lot of problems. Guilt can even bring a sickness on you. When you get so guilty, and I'll, I'll, I'll get there in a minute. I'm trying to. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but uh, I want to look at David's sin with Bathsheba and how he got his guilt removed, and how we also. If you've got a past. And we all probably do. You ever have the devil bring that up to you? You ever have you ever have Satan bring up your past? Well, God has forgiven you for that past if you have asked him. He has forgiven you. Now the thing that you have to do is forgive yourself. And that's what David finally had to do, but he did it through the help of God. He couldn't have done it on his own. And, and two, maybe, first of all, what is guilt? What is guilt? In reading here, it says, guilt is remembering our past. Guilt can cause a pain in our heart because we committed an offense or we failed to do something we knew that was right and didn't do it. Guilt is one of the most crippling things among people today. You say, guilt is, guilt is crippling? It can do things to you? There's a number of doctors out there that, that, that had wrote reports on this guilt. They said a number of doctors have said that unresolved guilt is the number one cause of mental illness and suicide. That guilt, knowing that there's something going on in your life and you haven't taken care of. It says that it causes many people a mental illness 
and has caused a number of suicides. People could not deal with what their past had been. And they couldn't realize that God can forgive us of our past. He has forgiven us of our past. And when God forgives us, the main thing, forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You can't keep dwelling on what you used to be. You have to dwell on who you are now and that God is your God and He has forgiven you. You know, and we put guilt down pretty heavily, but you know, guilt can also be a good thing. And we don't even realize that. Guilt can be, let's just put it like this, guilt can be like an electric fence. It can give you a jolt or a shock when you try to cross the boundaries that God has set before you. Wouldn't that be, you know, have you ever did, done something and all of a sudden just right away you knew you was wrong? That's the Holy Spirit. That's that Holy Spirit in you already warning you, telling you, you don't want to cross these lines. This is going to cause a problem. And it, crossed, it, it, it caused David a great big problem. And uh, guilt can send an alarm to wake us up. When we've done something wrong, guilt can wake us up that something in our life needs attention to. That there's something in your life that needs God's attention. We need to go before God, confess that guilt, confess that sin, and then let, then let God remove it. Uh, we're going to look here at how David came before God and got his guilt and his sin removed. And we can do the same thing. That's what this whole thing is about. Many people don't realize what I need to do to have to get guilt and sin removed out of my life. David is a perfect example. David, well, even God called David a man after his own heart. David was a good man. He loved the Lord with all his heart, but God, I, but David still made mistakes. David still messed up. We see in the Bible there's several things that David did that caused God to really get angry. This here with Bathsheba and her husband Uriah. Well, the sin David committed was adultery with Bathsheba, but he also committed murder. He committed murder. How did he do? David, Bathsheba's husband, uh, Uriah, David put him, they was at war. David put him right on the front lines where he was sure to be killed. Uh, Bathsheba ended up pregnant, and they wanted them. Everybody was saying, well, that was Uriah's child. And if Uriah wasn't there to say, that's not my child. So David, might as well say, had Uriah killed. David himself was the murderer. So God was very, very angry at David for this. He was very angry at David for the adultery. Another time God really got angry at, at, at David was when David numbered the people. God told David, don't count the people. Why did David count the Israelites? He wanted to know how many warriors he could have during war. Well, why would that make God mad? God told David not to do it. Don't worry about it. You depend on me. God was telling David, in other words, David, if a war starts, I will fight that battle. You don't have to worry about it. But David didn't listen to God again. How many of us sometimes we fail to listen to God? 
We all do. We all do. And it can cause a big it can cause a big problem in life. You know, God can get angry. We've seen all through the Bible where God's gotten angry. Angry at unconfessed sin, angry at the things that we do, angry for the way we behave. Just things that we do are against God's word. We think we know more than God knows. Oh God, I can take care of this. I don't need your help. I hope we never get to that point of saying, God, I don't need your help. I know I need God's help every single day in my life. I need God every day. And uh, David went through a lot of different things before he finally realized what he had to do. He had to go to God. He had to confess his sin to God. He had to get God's forgiveness. He had to get clean of his sin and of his adultery. God had to remove all of that. Well, how can God do that? Because God is a God of grace. Compassion. And we are flesh. God knows what we're going through. He knows we're fighting a battle out there with his enemy. And God, he understands that we're going to have problems in our life. But we also should have God in our life to take those problems to and get those problems resolved. Uh, <clears throat> David's guilt was very great, and he wrote here in Psalms 32, 4. He said, this is David speaking. This is one of the things that David was going through. David was suffering. He said, for day and night, your hand, God's hand, was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. David was just simply telling God my guilt of what I have done has overwhelmed me. It's too big of a burden for me to carry. When he says, your hand is heavy upon me. God had his hand on David. He wasn't giving David any peace, any mercy. He was making David think, God, I need you. Many times David was trying to do these things on his own. Do you realize after, after Bathsheba, had, that, had David and her, her son. It was about close, it was about 18 months, close to two years before David finally repented to God. And you know what God had to do? For David's sin, God took David and Bathsheba's baby right. He took that baby to heaven. A lot of people say, well, do you mean babies go to heaven? Well, according to, to uh, Psalms, they do. David made a statement. He says, I cannot go to my son. I mean, my son cannot come back to me, but I can go to my son. I will see him again. So David was saying, my son's in heaven with God right now. See, the child was innocent, but he was punishing David and Bathsheba. So David said, no. My son can't come back to me, but one day I can go back and I can be with him. So that tells us right there 
with the little children God takes to heaven. You know, there's what we call the age of accountability. That's when a child becomes old enough to know better and to know wrong from right. Then they start being accountable for what they do. Just like we are accountable for what we do. We are accountable to God. Let's just put it like this. We are accountable to God for our actions and what we do, what we say, how we behave, and how we act. We're accountable. And, uh, but dear David was saying, my guilt is way too heavy. It's a burden too heavy for me to bear. God, I can't do this. David's release from guilt, whenever he finally got it, was a life changer for David. How many of y'all, you don't have to raise your hands or nothing, but how many of you have ever been guilty about something and God removed them, and just like they just lifted a real heavy weight off of you. Sometimes, like I said before, I was reading that, and it made a whole lot of sense. Sometimes we don't know how heavy a weight we are carrying until it's lifted off. And you just feel that peace that, that God, you're here. You have heard my prayer. You have took this burden away from me. Even God in His Word says, Bring your burdens to me. I will take them. And too many of us try to carry our own burdens. David thought he could. But then later on, David found out he couldn't carry his own burdens. And uh, so let's look at what David did. How David approached God. How David got rid of his sin. Here in Psalms 32.5, David said, this is what David said, and this is something we all have to do. I acknowledged my sin unto God. I came to God. I fell on my face right before God. I, I acknowledged my sin before Him. I told Him exactly what I did, and I did not try to hide anything. God knows our sin. He knows if you're trying to hide something. When we come to God, we've got to be honest with God. God knows exactly what you've done, what you're going through, and if you really want God to intervene and to help you, be honest with God. Be honest with God. He already knows it anyway, so you might as well. See, that's one of the first steps into receiving forgiveness. Admitting or confessing that something is wrong in my life. Something is wrong, and I need to get it taken care of. Just like David, we must confess to God our guilt. We tell God about what we've done our pain that we are going through. You know, and then again, David said in Psalms 32, 5, listen to this, he said, My iniquity I have not hid from you. Iniquity. What is iniquity? It's like a sin, but iniquity also is another word for wickedness. David said, My wicked life, my wicked ways, God, I have not hid from you. I told you everything. I was honest with you, God. He said, I confessed all my transgressions unto the Lord, and he forgave the iniquity or the wickedness of my sin. When we're honest with God, God wants to remove our sins. He wants to remove our hurts, our pains, our guilt. Don't try to hide it from God, because God knows exactly what's happening anyway. And finally, 
when David stopped trying to hide his sin, God came to him. God started picking. He's going to come to him several times, and God started removing his sin. Each time David came and was honest with God about his confession, God took just a little more and a little more away. David realized that he had to confront his guilt. He had to deal with it. He, and to overcome sin, we cannot continue to hide it. We have to deal with it. How do I deal with sin? Confess it. Go to God. Confess it. Deal with your sin. As I said, you know, God knows about it. And here in Numbers, uh, <coughs> excuse me, here in Numbers chapter 32, verse 23, and some of us, we never thought about this. But he says, this is, this is God speaking. He says, but if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. In other words, God's saying, we cannot hide sin. We can't hide it. We can't try to not confess it. Oh, you can not confess it, but if you don't confess it, you're going to remain in it. And it's going to cause many, many problems. The further you go into that sin, the more problems you're going to have. God has given us the opportunity to come to Him to confess that sin and to have that sin removed. We have to understand that if we don't deal with the sin and the hurt, the pain, then it's going to deal with us. One way or another, it's going to deal with us. And I want to say some things right here. As I was studying for this thing here, and, and a lot of us don't realize it, but here, like I said a while ago, sin can affect you mentally. David said in Psalms 32.3, listen, when I kept silent or I did not confess what I had done, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. His, his bones just became like, hurt him so bad. It was aching like probably like, like a severe arthritis or something. But he hurt continually in his bones. And but you know what this was? This was David's conscience that brought him all that. It's something David couldn't get out of his mind. What he had done. But he had never confessed it. God's hand, like I said, was heavy upon David. He was going to make David confess that sin. He was going to make David tell him what he had done. David, you want relief? You want that pain gone? Confess that sin. Get rid of it. Don't sit there and let it eat at you and eat at you. Sin will do that. It will eat at you and eat at you and eat at you until you get it removed. And that's what was going on with David. David knew he was wrong. <coughs> and uh, David could not get his guilt or his sin out of his mind. It followed him all day long. It was with him constantly. It was with him when he tried to sleep at night. He couldn't even sleep. David was just nearly in shambles because of unconfessed sin. And God was doing this. God loves us so much that he'll put us through things to get us to confess sin so we can get rid of it and we can regain our fellowship back with God. Sin robs us of our fellowship with God. Sin separates us from our fellowship. It's, what does the Bible say? For God cannot look upon sin. 
God cannot work upon a child. And we see that when Jesus was on the cross. The day that Jesus died, He took our sins. It said that when God poured the sins of the world out upon Jesus, and Jesus said, It is finished, God had to turn His face from His own Son. So His Son was covered with the sins of the world. God could not even look upon his own son because he was dead. God had never, ever not been able to look upon his son. They had never been out of fellowship. But you might well say that, that Jesus and God were out of fellowship right there because God could not look at him. All he could, if he looked at Jesus, oh, you know what he saw? The only thing he could see was the sins of the world. Now that's how much God loves us to let his son go through all that. And that's how much Jesus loves us to go through it. It just said that sin can affect you spiritually. Sin can affect us spiritually also. David said in Psalms 32 4, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. God's hand was, he wasn't giving David any peace. He wasn't giving David any rest. He said, David, you're going to confess your sin to me or I will never let up on you. See, God loved David too much to let him keep going through what he was going through. He'd rather put, him, put David through it for a little while than let him live in it forever. And sometimes that's what he does to us. When we refuse to repent, we refuse to come to God, he'll let you go through some things. And you're going to feel God's hand. You're going to feel his pressure upon you. Why is this happening? Why do I feel like I feel? Why am I so tired? Why am I so worn out? Why can't I get any rest? Why can't I get any sleep? That was David's problem. He couldn't rest. He couldn't get rid of his pain. He couldn't get rid of his guilt. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't get no rest. He couldn't eat. David was a wreck. All because of unconfessed sin. That's what God's trying to get across to us. He says, you're all going to sin. You all have already sinned, but I have forgiven you. So when we do sin, the thing for us to do is go to God immediately. To go to God immediately. See, like I said a while ago, sin separates us from God. It drives a wedge between you and God. It drives a wedge between our fellowship with God. And until we deal with that sin, that wedge is going to remain between us and God. God's not going to hear our prayers. The only prayer God's going to hear from you, you know what it is when you've sinned? Father, forgive me for I have sinned. That's what David did. He finally, Lord, forgive me, I have sinned. Father, it is me. I did it. David never tried to blame his sin on anyone. If you look through there, you'll find many times over there in the Old Testament where David himself said, I have sinned. Trying to hide it. He was confessing to God. God, it's me. You know, it's just like a while ago when we were talking about when David numbered the people. God was punishing David. And he did it to the Israelite people. David becomes so hurt that the Israelite people were dying on account of David. And what David had done. And David goes to God, he gets on his face. He bowed for it. God, it wasn't them. It was me. 
do it to me. Take it out on me, not them. That's what God did. He said, God, you the Israelites will be punished them. David even admitted, Father, they didn't do it. I did it. When we sin, what's up, let's not try to blame it on somebody else. Oh, they made me do it. No, they didn't make you do it. You did it because you wanted to do it. Nobody forced you to do it. You did it because you wanted to. And we have to realize, and God knows it. And then it says that sin can affect us physically. That's kind of what I was saying just a while ago. David said in Psalms 32, 4 again, My strength was drained as the summer's heat. This here is just like water evaporating on a hot, hot day out of a lake or pond. It just evaporates. It's all of a sudden, it's gone. David was losing all his strength, his will. You know, people will become physically weak from guilt. Like I said a while ago, there was a sickness in their life that they were going through. And they became sick because of their feelings of guilt. It was that feelings. The guilt feelings was making them ill. It was making them sick. Guilt is only removed when the truth is told. Only when the truth is told is our guilt removed. You know, here in Psalms 32 1, listen to what God said. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sin is covered. Whose sin is covered. When we confess our guilt to God, he promises to forgive us. When we come to God and we confess our wrongdoings to God, he says, I will forgive you. And uh, here he says, uh, God, you know, this means that, that, that he removes our sin and a heavy burden is lifted off of us. God covers our guilt. In other words, what he's saying, he hides it from his sight and he does not see it anymore. And he does not count it against us. He clears our record. Our debt is wiped clean. The sin that you had is no longer there. God doesn't see it. God has erased that sin. He said, I'll never see it again. I'll never bring it back up to you. How many of y'all have ever had somebody that knew you sit there and bring something back up to you that you've done in your life? Oh, I know you. I know when you did this, and I know when you did that. But God says, when I look at you, I don't see that anymore. But I know who you are. You're a changed person. Then you're free. And God does not hold that sin against you any longer. He said, your debt is free. I have cleared your sin. It's gone. God says when we make a mistake, He will forgive us. We've used this scripture a number of times, but God put it in there for this very reason. If we will confess our sins, it's in 1 John 1 9, that if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's just like you've never seen. You're free of that sin. 
who will remember your sins no more. To get rid of sin, we must confess it. We have to get rid of it. We cannot hold on to it, hold on to it, walk around with it. Because all we're doing is separating ourselves from God because of our sin. We have to confess our sin. And you know the thing about it is, is when we confess it, forget it. I was reading a story one time, and this, this guy, he lived a terrible, terrible past. And he was praying. He said, God, you please, please, you, you've got to forgive this sin. I've asked and I've asked, but I still haven't. Get... The man said, but he heard something. First time he'd ever heard it. He said, it's just like God interrupted me. He said, my child, I heard you the first time you asked. And you still be carrying it around. God hears us the first time we ask. You've got a merciful, loving God. He heard you the first time you asked. If you ask it with your heart, if you truly mean it. Many people will ask God for forgiveness and never mean it. Somebody's watching them. Well, I guess I better go down to the altar and pray or make them think holy. God has to know when you mean it. He has to know it's from your heart that you truly, truly want to be forgiven. We cannot pretend with God. It's a sure thing with God. Remember, God knows exactly what you're thinking knows exactly what you've done. He knows your heart and He knows when you're sincere. So to really have your sins forgiven, you must mean it in your heart that you truly mean it. And God will do it. Because God wants you to be free and clear. It said in Psalms 32, 5, And you took away Took it away, Lord. You put me through some stuff, but Lord, when I when I became honest with you, told you everything, and I meant it in my heart, you took everything away. David was restored. His health came back. He's serving God with all his heart. Even after all David had get done, you know that's what I like about David. I I, I kind of look at David like. David isn't any different than I am. He was human. He made mistakes. But God forgave him. And that's the same with us. When we make mistakes, and we think God will forgive us. God forgets our confessed sin. When we confess it means God forgives it. And that's what we need to do. God does not just take our sins put them away in a filing cabinet and later on go back and dig them out. No, God gets rid of them. He won't ever see them again. We have to know that. And when God forgives you, you're forgiven no matter what the devil says or anybody else says. The only thing that makes any difference is what God says. He's got the supreme word, the last word, and that's final. 
said this. I said, I have forgiven. Did you forget it? You go on with your life and just praise God and give Him all the thanks because He's the one who saved you. Just think about it. When you confess that sin, He pulls you out of the burning hell. You're free. You're clear. You're saved. You're heaven bound. You're heaven bound. That's something to, that's something to just thank God about right there. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And if anybody's here today and you just feel like, God, I think I've got some, I've got some stuff I need to talk to you about. There's some things bothering me. And I want to get them, I want to get them going. I want to be like David. I want to confess it to you. I want you to remove my guilt, my sin. And Lord, I want to go about serving you. Because sometimes we can get so bound up with guilt and different things that we're not serving God like, like we need to. God should be our number one desire. God, I want to serve you. That's kind of what David was telling God. God, I know I messed up, but God, could I have one more shot? Could I get another chance? But God is a God of second chances. Third chances, fourth chances. He's a God of love. So if you're here today and you would just need to just just talk to God for a minute. We have altars up here. Or if you want to just talk to Him from where you're at, He hear you from there. Just be honest with God. Above all, be honest with God. So I'll ask the band to play. If you do need something, if you need just prayer for a sickness or something going on in your life, you'd like to, I'll be glad to pray for you. You just need to get with God for a minute and just nothing else. Thank you for what he's been doing in your life, how he's changed you, and what he's doing now. So I'll ask the band to play if you would. We have altars, and I'll be glad to pray with you too.